Hello, Graceway. This is David Chow. I am part of the Mark Bible Study teaching team. It is Friday, September 27th, and today's podcast is about the parables of the kingdom of God. We are looking at Mark 4, 21 to 34. Let's jump into things. I will be reading from the ESV. A lamp under a basket. And he said to them, is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. The parable of the growing of the seed growing. And he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day. And the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. The parable of the mustard seed. And he said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when sown on the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples, he explained everything. The word of the Lord. Let's talk first about the parable of the lamp. The lamp represents Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world, or the teachings of Christ about the kingdom of God. The point is that the disciples are receiving the good news about Jesus Christ and should not keep this good news to themselves. They should not put the divine light under a basket or under a bed, because that goes against the very purpose of a lamp. A lamp is supposed to illuminate the darkness. To illustrate, let's think of a modern-day lamp, such as a flashlight. Wouldn't it be strange that someone would turn on a flashlight in the dark and put their hand in front of it to block its light? That would be really strange. Same thing with the disciples who have knowledge of Jesus and his teachings. The parable says, having knowledge of Jesus and his teachings is like having a lamp or a flashlight. It would be very strange to not share that knowledge with the world. It would be counter to the very nature of this knowledge to keep it to oneself. Moreover, the secret of the kingdom of God will not be a secret forever. Quote, Nothing is hidden except to be manifest. End quote. One day, every tongue will acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. Philippians 2. Therefore, we should not keep Jesus a secret to ourselves. Verses 21 to 22 are hopeful passages, whereas verses 24 to 25 put us on notice. Let me review 24 to 25. 
Pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Judgments are being made here. This, things don't sound very fair because those who have more will get more, and those who have less, even what they have will be taken away. These are threatening verses, and they shake us up. They put us on notice. Taken as a whole, verses 21 to 22 are hopeful because they say the good news will not be a secret forever. And verses 24 to 25 charge us with paying attention to what we hear. We need to take responsibility with what we are given. The kingdom of God is unsettling. It is threatening. Parables intend to subvert our normal expectations. Continuing, the parable of the seed growing. Verses 26 to 29 is about the seed that grows. As the disciples share the good news about Jesus Christ, they are like the man who scatters seed on the ground. Notice here that the human person does very little. In fact, the human person does nothing to make the seed grow into a blade, into an ear, into the full grain. That is all produced by the earth. The analogy is that the disciples share the good news, but it is God who produces the spiritual harvest. God is the one working behind the scenes. This means that the disciples should not jump to conclusions or be discouraged in not seeing a spiritual harvest. Humans cannot control the growth of the kingdom of God. The human di disciples are only responsible for sowing the seed. It is God who is responsible for making it grow and yield a harvest. And then we come to the parable of the mustard seed in verses 30 to 32. The mustard seed is one of the smallest seeds known in biblical times. Conventional wisdom would say that because the seed is so small, the mature plant that comes from the seed would also be small. But that is not the case. The mustard seed becomes larger than all the garden plants and is so large that birds can rest and make nests on its large branches. The parable of the mustard seed shows us what the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God takes small things and makes them into big things. This reminds me of J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings trilogy. I assume most of us are familiar with the general story. Most action and adventure stories feature heroes and villains. The Lord of the Rings trilogy has an incredible villain, Sauron. Quite scary, in fact. But the heroes in the story don't fit conventional wisdom. The main heroes are not great wizards with magical powers. The main heroes are not great warriors with mighty swords. No. The heroes defy expectations by being small. The heroes defy expectations by being scared. The heroes defy expectations by being weak. The heroes in the Lord of the Rings trilogy are hobbits who are small in stature, are preoccupied with eating six meals a day, and whose idea, idea of adventure is going for a walk in their neighborhood while smoking a pipe. But through their weakness, these hobbits find strength in their friendship with each other. I'm thinking of Frodo and Sam, 
and they are able to overcome the most fearsome enemy of all, Sauron. Tolkien wrote as a Christian, To me, his use of hobbits as heroes is like the mustard seed parable. The kingdom of God defies conventional wisdom. The kingdom of God subverts expectations. The kingdom of God is unlike any earthly kingdom. In the kingdom of God, small seeds can become great plants. In the kingdom of God, hobbits can overthrow the most fierce enemies. What is the mustard seed in your life? What is that small thing that God is asking you to bury in order for God to yield a great harvest? All seeds must be buried. It is like a death. But from that death, abundant life can come forth. This summer, we have been challenged by Bonhoeffer to a life of discipleship, a life where we don't live by cheap grace, but where we follow Christ and take up our cross. As we head into our church retreat this weekend, ask God, what is that mustard seed that needs to be buried and die in order for God to raise life out of it? Until our next podcast, this is David Chow signing off.